in the Steel City. A 24-10 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. When a game lasts more than four hours, there's plenty to talk about, which is exactly what we're going to do here on Morning Scramble, presented by Verizon from the Seat Geek Studios. Alongside Jody Jackson and Zach Gershman, I'm Danny Sarek. It's always a pleasure and an honor to sit with the two of you. See your beautiful faces. Stop it. It's even better when it's a victory Monday, Zach. Nothing yeah. is better than victory Monday. I mean, the fact that you go across the country from coast to coast and you come back, and that must have been a great plane ride back because anytime you are able to fly back to the Valley of the Sun to get away from the rain and come away with a victory, I mean, Jody, victory Monday, there's very few things that taste better than that. Yeah, Danny, you've dried out, I see, looking yes, good, and I had you. to be a little chilly, obviously, not ideal conditions, and yet, you know, it is, that's the feeling when you go out there as a 2-10 and 10 team, the Steelers at 7-4, and four, and you're the underdog, you're on the road, and then you have these rain delays, the conditions do not favor your, your team, and when you come away with that win, it is such a great feeling for these guys. And Danny, we were talking before we came on the air, and the word you used, validate, I, that's the word I thought of too, just it, it's validating what they're doing to be able to come away with the win. And, and really, you know, when it was 17 to three, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, they're still, they still had to fight, they had to continue, you never know what's gonna happen, especially in those conditions, but it's, they beat them pretty handily, which was fun to watch. This Cardinals offense had to fight against a top Steelers defense in the league. 282 total yards for the Cardinals, almost split right down the middle in the pass and run game. Something Arizona hasn't been able to find much success in in these last couple of weeks. Jody, how did the Cardinals find that balanced success Sunday in Pittsburgh? Well, I think that they did it with physicality, and that was one thing that I had said on Friday. Was It was the question that was posed to me was, how can the Cardinals win this game? And, you know, for me, it was just, can they match the physicality of the Pittsburgh Steelers? And you know what? They did. Not on every single play. It was a battle back and forth. But many times the Cardinals were able to do that. And they were able to do that on both sides of the ball. And, you know, James Conner and this running game, 38, you know, rushes versus just the 23 passing attempts. Uh, that's more than balance. That's dominating on the ground. And I know you're going to talk, Danny, more about James Conner. But, yeah, I mean, he had a day, and, and what a day it was for him to return there. But, yeah, this is the kind of thing that I'm sure Drew Petzing would like to see more of. Um, Kyler Murray certainly did enough. I like that he protected the ball. I liked that after going one and five as far as those first five attempts and only completing one pass, he didn't let it get him down. He should have had potentially two touchdowns to Rondell Moore, which – I always have to point out the quarterback stats, they don't always show up uh, on certain plays that either were drops or in that case a holding call. So, you know, Kyler's numbers didn't look great, but he did enough in this game, Zach. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was, it's really just that balance between having James Conner, being able to go under center, utilize the play action, and obviously to have Kyler Murray's skill set and ability in the pocket and also to get out of the pocket. But, I mean, I think I've, I've talked about this before, and it's the fact that, as James Conner goes, the offense goes. And once you could see that that first half, you really could not see much going out of James Conner, but for him to put up the type of numbers that he did at the end of the day. And I know we spoke to Drew Petzing during the week on Tuesday, and he told the media that in the hindsight, yeah, you look back at that game against the Rams, and you probably say, I should have given James Conner more carries, but what a homecoming it was for the Pennsylvania native. Not only were the Cardinals balanced, they also played complimentary football. The defense has done a nice job creating turnovers the last few weeks. 
Offense has struggled to put points on the board following those. Defense had a crucial goal line stand at the one-yard line, and the offense followed it up with a 99-yard touchdown drive, a drive in which Arizona went 5-for-5 five five on third down. Zach, what finally clicked there? I think it was the fact that you were able to bounce off of tackles, somebody like Michael Carter on third down to go for 19 yards, but also just the ability to go back to things that didn't fully work. I mean, I, I, I like to go back to that Trey McBride touchdown that was reviewed and it was the call was reversed but you went right back to Trey McBride the next play it's the ability to say okay this did not work the few couple this did not work a couple different times we got stopped we talked a little bit about K1's resiliency knowing that some of the passes were not fully connecting but for them to just continue going and going it's the second time that the that the Cardinals have had a 99 yard drive <laughs> this season and to do it with two different quarterbacks in K1 and only four games to come back out and really do have this type of performance especially after the criticism he got against the Los Angeles Rams it was definitely a good one to see quarterback Kyler Murray three 13 for 23 145 passing yards one passing touchdown Jody you touched on it numbers don't tell the full story mm -hmm. how did Kyler Murray lead this offense to success yeah Kyler Murray just kept his composure I think in a game that again was setting up for the opponent the weather conditions that defense of the Steelers which uh, we all talked about coming into this game, you know, what they bring and, and how good they are and how physical they are. And yet, um, despite, again, not being able to connect on four of his first five pass attempts, 0 for 4 on the first third uh, down conversions, and then all of a sudden uh, ripping off, I think, 8 of 9, 9 of 11, something like that. I mean, they ended up 10 of 17 on third down. And that's something that's been missing, I'd, I'd say, all season. But this is just his fourth game. So definitely a building block for Kyler Murray. And he talked a little bit after the game about the fact that, you know, this is still just his fourth game. And you can see that that's on his mind. He's still trying to get a hold of this offense, but that he is feeling more comfortable. And that's the thing to me that was important in this game is despite all the things that were going on, you know, he was able to maintain. He was able to uh, go out there and say after the game, hey, I felt more comfortable in this one. And so uh, that's a good sign. But when he can hand the ball off, it's always a good thing. But for Kyler overall, it had to be good again for him to be able to get this win after what happened last week. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think something that is going to kind of go under the radar because ultimately the Cardinals recovered it is Kyler had two fumbles. And that's mm -hmm. something that that chemistry is going to still need to continue to develop and build with James Conner, the, the, your, your wide receivers, yeah. your tight ends. Everybody is going to need to continue to develop with that one. But to go back to the third downs, just the fact that they didn't – the third down has what, is what has hurt the Cardinals all season long. And for them to go into this one, and on that 99-yard drive to go 5-for-5 five five on third downs, it's that type of resiliency. And this is a group, when you're playing a Pittsburgh team that is as hard-nosed and blue-collar as could be, they play a gritty, not-pretty type mindset. The Cardinals took it right to them, and they equally played that gritty, not-pretty, and it turned into a win, Danny. Cardinals released veteran tight end Zach Ertz earlier in the week. Trey McBride stepped up, continues to be a reliable target for Kyler Murray. Of the 11 completions... Eight of those went to eight of those went to Trey McBride. Eleven of those went to tight ends. Eleven of those thirteen completions. Jody, what do the Cardinals have in McBride as a true number one tight end? I mean, right now he is the number one target in the passing game. Danny, you mentioned it. Eight of the thirteen attempts went to McBride. And yes, Hollywood Brown's been fighting through a heel injury all season. You know, the injuries have hurt on the uh, with the wide receiver room for sure. But I think you know Trey McBride is clearly a guy that is a physical, uh, as Kyler mentioned after the game, he called him a matchup nightmare. 
And he is. He's a beast. He's a huge target. He catches the ball. He's reliable. And he doesn't go down easily. And so why wouldn't you throw him the ball, right? Especially, I think hopefully that will help in the red zone as well because that they really haven't had that guy in the red zone the last few years, honestly. And um, we had hoped it would be Zach Ertz. And so the progression is on uh, with Zach Ertz gone. Trey McBride is the guy, Zach, and he seems to be literally taking it and running with it. Very few safeties and linebackers in the NFL are going to be able to guard a guy like Trey McBride. In college at Colorado State was the Mackey Award winner, one of the top tight ends in the game. And then to come in here, and I know when Zach Ertz landed on IR, a lot of us were asking, okay, does this, is this kind of Trey McBride's breakout season? If it is a breakout season, then what does that mean for Zach Ertz? The team obviously decided to part ways with the, with the 11-year veteran and Zach Ertz, and they felt very confident in Trey McBride, and that's the first thing Jonathan Gannon told the media is he said, we feel very confident with the people in that room. And it's not just Trey McBride. You have a vet like Jeff Swayman there, and then you bring in an Elijah Higgins who made an impact in this one as well. Um, he had, what was it? He was the second leading receiver I with like, 21 I know, yards. Higgins has been good. He, he yeah. has been good, and he's also been a target for Kyler Murray to go to. We've seen it since K-1 has gone back that he has hit Elijah Higgins in at least every single game. You didn't really see as much of that in the first couple weeks of the NFL season when the Cardinals claimed Elijah Higgins. But for Trey McBride to come in, he has that confidence to take over this type of role. And statistically, he's ranking in the top five, top seven in every single type of category you could look for in a tight end. Strong tight ends play is crucial, especially when the receivers have been playing sporadically. Hollywood Brown left the game in the second half with a heel injury that had been plaguing him earlier in the week, which kept him out of practice all week. Didn't log a single reception. Greg Dortch and Rondell Moore, one reception each. While it's crucial to have those tight ends, Jody, you need to see your receivers step up, especially with the rookie Michael Wilson still nursing a shoulder injury, unable to play again. Yeah, going into this one, I, you know, I didn't know about Hollywood Brown, so I wasn't really counting on him. I know he's been fighting through this heel thing kind of all season, and that's difficult to do. So, you know, props to him for trying to get out there and play. But I, I did think Greg Dortch would be more of a factor. Again, Rondell Moore, you know, the first one was pretty much a drop, and the other one was a juggling catch, which was really a, a nice catch, but the uh, holding penalty on Carter o O'Donnell, <laughs> I can't speak, um, negated that one. So, you know, Rondell Moore clearly was is that deep threat, and we saw that uh, at the start of the Houston game. But, yeah, you, you're right, Danny. You have to have more options at the wide receiver position. I think it's going to be an area of need for this Cardinals team. Uh, in, through the draft, possibly free agency, see what they can do to add to it. But you hope Michael Wilson can get healthy. Um, again, we, you know, Zach, we were really looking at him as a promising wide receiver training camp early in the season. He was just getting acclimated, and then unfortunately these injuries have plagued him. Injury prone has been a term that was used to describe Michael Wilson when he was at Stanford. And unfortunately, it's kind of lingered on into the NFL. And he is still a very promising wide receiver, yeah. and I do think that he is still going to be a person that is kind of in the centerpiece of something you want to look forward to, knowing that you have that sort of, that sort of target, a six-foot body that you're able to bring out there and the fact that he, he he's been battling through it and the fact is you could tell he wants to get out there because in that Atlanta game he was saying before the game when he was on the injury report 
He was a little hesitant about it, but he said, I want to get out there. I want to play with K1. And when that happened, you were able to see him out there. And unfortunately, I mean, injuries are part of the game. And on both sides of the ball, the Cardinals have not been affected more by injuries than any other team in the NFL. But you got to hope that a guy like Greg Dortch, although he did make an incredible and clutch catch in the game against the Steelers, you got to hope that you start to see him start to spring in a little bit more, Rondell Moore hauling in some of those receptions. Because if a guy like Hollywood Brown is out, and potentially Michael Wilson for however long that could potentially be because we've already seen him miss a handful of games. you got to hope that those other guys do step up. And I'm not discounting Michael Wilson for sure. I didn't want to make it sound like mm -hmm. that, but I think you just can't have enough. I mean, the good offenses in this league have multiple weapons, even, you know, guys that you talk about as stars in the league. And, yeah, it's great that Trey McBride is, is that guy, but you, you, you can certainly we'd welcome two or three of them uh, at the wide receiver position. Quite the homecoming for running back James Conner returning to Pittsburgh. Conner attended Pitt, played all of his home games at now Akershire Stadium, was drafted by the Steelers in 2017. I have to say, from pregame, seeing all of the fans in Conner jerseys, the posters by Steelers fans with James Conner posters, you can tell that city loves James Conner just as much as he loves it back. Conner finished the game with 105 rushing yards on 25 carries, two rushing touchdowns. This comes a week after only having six carries against the Rams. Jody, the Cardinals established the run. They handed the rock to Connor and let him, did, let him do the rest. Yeah, and look, six carries, that is not ideal in any way, shape, or form. And that's not what Drew Petzing wants to do. But they did get behind, and maybe, you know, looking back, Petzing would have done things a little bit differently. But it is much easier when you have a little bit of control in the game. And James Connor can take that control that you have and, and turn it into domination out there. And Danny, yeah, what's not to like about James Conner? I mean, you guys know you deal with him all the time. I mean, he not only the way that he runs, but just the person that he is, everything he's been through. And his story was documented a lot this week, of course, at Pitt, his cancer diagnosis, beating cancer, what he had to go through with chemotherapy. And so you know that he's a fighter, and I think you see him take that on the field. Uh, I think, you know, that's part of who he is. It's part of the way that he runs the ball, the stiff arm that we again saw in Pittsburgh, and just... I think, yes, he did have some help from the offensive line t uh, yesterday. That's something that everyone needs. He can't do it all by himself, even though Zach, I mean, he certainly tries. But when that came together, and I think it was a mentality yesterday, mm -hmm. that is dangerous. And you can only hope that they can continue to do that in these last games. And James Conner is very soft-spoken. That's something we've gotten to learn about him. He's going to show a lot of emotion on the field when he's talking to the media. It's not going to be nearly as much emotion. But to see him go back, and there were, fair, there were, there were a couple times where he he couldn't help but crack a smile because to just to go back to recognize the type of adversity he had to go through, his resiliency, and to go back and see tons of familiar faces walk through those same doors that he walked into. And as he said, I was just a baby just walking and mm -hmm. going into Pitt because University of Pitt and the Pittsburgh Steelers share a facility together, both their practice facility and the stadium at Acrisure Stadium. So the fact that he was able to go back in his first time as a visitor, as was Kelvin Beecham as well, so he also went back to Pittsburgh. So got to give him some, some love there. But for James Conner to put on the type of performance that he did, the two touchdowns, and to do it in front of that crowd in that type of environment when all the rain's pouring down, nothing was going to stop James Conner. I think that's very indicative of the story of his life. Post-game tackle pairs. 
Johnson Jr. said that while it's great to always block for James Conner and, and have a performance the way he did Sunday, it was even more special for that offensive line to help Conner have the type of performance he did in a stadium and a city that means so much to him. The Cardinals defense had another good performance. They continue to stack good performances week after week, holding the Steelers to just three points until a garbage time touchdown. Pittsburgh just four for 11 on third downs. Jody, this Cardinals defense kept them in the game until the offense got rolling in the second quarter. Yeah, there were some big plays on defense um, by this Arizona Cardinals team. It was good to see Kevin Strong Jr. back in there. Um, you know, again, this is a group that has had some injuries really at every position now when you consider Kaiser White is out at linebacker. Um, but they have maintained and they have continued to go out there with that competitive spirit. And look, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we all know that their offense was not operating at a very high level, at least in the passing game. Kenny Pickett had not really put up numbers all season long and yet came into this game after a, a breakout game really by their offense, over 400 yards for the first time in a very long time after uh, letting go of offensive coordinator Matt Canada. And so, you know, the new coaching that they were getting was clearly helping them against the Bengals the week before. Then Pickett gets injured. And you've got Mitch Trubisky, who I think they did a nice job of just trying to confuse him. And, you know, he was coming in in a bad spot and the team was down. But, yes, yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is, disclaimer here, they were pretty one-dimensional, but it's a physical Pittsburgh team. Najee Harris is a beast. You know, you're talking 240 pounds, uh, a guy that can take it to you. And, in fact, and I know you're going to talk a little bit about it, but there was a particular play where they took it to this Steelers offense and to Najee Harris. So, you have to love what you see from this defense, um, not only the coaching by Nick Rollis and that staff, but the way the guys came up in a big way, Dante Stills being back in that area, being a West Virginia guy. Um, I, just, I just love it. I'm glad that they got that validation again with a win. The biggest key, in my opinion, when it came to this defense was Josh Woods. I mean, we, we, he's the second game, full game, that he took over that green dot, and he was the quarterback of that defense. But he also filled the void that Kaiser has of being that emotional leader and to lead the team with 11 tackles and to really be calling out the plays and, and, and anchored down on that defense. It was, it was important. And you never want to see an injury to take somebody out of the game, but you, that's a part of the game at that. And Mitch Trubisky came in, and the Cardinals did exactly what they needed to do. They stopped him, they limited him, and they were really not able to get anything going until the latter half of the game. There's a lot to love about living in the desert this time of year. One of those things, uh, very unlikely to have a weather delay at a game. And we're in a dome. That's true. Well, it can open. It could. But weather delays a lot less likely. The Cardinals had two in Pittsburgh, almost 90 minutes of a weather delay. The first coming, piggybacking off halftime. When you're sitting in the locker room, we heard from the players. They were trying to stay busy, freestyling, dancing a little bit. You still have to stay <laughs> locked in and have that mindset, Zach, for the Cardinals to come out twice the way they did. It says a lot about the, the mental strength and leadership in that locker room. And it's, I, one of the things when we were talking ahead of time about like what our turning point might be, um, the one thing that kept popping to my mind, it's not my turning point, but it's something worth mentioning, is the fact that you came out there after the second you know, intermission weather delay 
and it's like you did not take your foot off the pedal. Yeah, well, it was at all. like a hockey game intermission. Exactly. <laughs> they they came right in and they did exactly what they needed to do. And and to stay loose and to stay locked in, especially when you can very much say we're from the desert right now. We don't want to go out yeah. in the cold, the rain. It's disgusting out there. But I mean, that's the, I feel like for some of those players, that's the type of game that you've learned to love. And that's True the type football of football Exactly. Weather. And yeah. that, that just that hard nose, you know, you're gonna see the smoke coming out when you're taking the breath because of the type of cold out there. Uh, the fresh air. It's, it's what makes football football, and I feel like that's what has had so many of these players, they've fallen in love with the game through that, and to play it in the best stage, the biggest stage of them all in the NFL, it's quite awesome. How do the two of you stay busy during those weather delays? <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, we were talking, we were just like waiting, you know, for it to come back. It was kind of like, okay, okay. And then, um, you know, on television, of course, there were some other options, right? There was uh, mm -hmm. Houston and, I'm kind of blanking on the matchups now, there was Houston and Denver, Denver, Denver yep. and then the Patriots and the Chargers, which were, you know, offensively challenging <laughs> to watch some of those offenses there. But, um, no, I was just kind of... Uh, Kind of waiting and then on the radio broadcast um we heard one of the cardinals folk tales yep. which i tuned into a little bit it was fantastic the tillman locker story so i and i know some of the uh listeners out there probably heard that as well so good good rain delay programming too by cardinals productions i mean i was in the same boat watching the games <laughs> on, on tv i gotta say listening to to pash and wolf and then Craig and Ken and just hearing everybody talk and obviously you mix in the folk tales with it. It's a lot of cool stuff, but Danny, you were the one that was actually there. You you <laughs> yeah, went, what did you, you do? braved did I, the elements. This well, is more for your segment. I don't, I don't want to say that I braved elements the way that a lot of our, our team did actually out on the field. I was lucky to be uh, warm and dry in the press box. I did get a game of Go Fish in uh, with okay. our social media coordinator. <laughs> Try to stay busy there. I was chatting Darren Urban's ear off, so he loved him that. annoyed during our weather delays because what else am I going to do? Did they have hot chocolate at least? I didn't Did, see was there any some hot, hot chocolate. chocolate or unless I, unless I missed coffee, it. Maybe. The halftime chicken yeah. tenders though were a nice touch. <laughs> Let's pull out the whiteboards, get into our players of the game. How's Calvisi? Did he survive down there? I haven't I, had a chance to ask. Him? He looked like by the time we boarded the plane to come home, he had dried off That's enough, good. I which hope is he good. had a heavy, heavy, you know, winter rain, uh, rain waterproof parka, jacket, whatever you want to call it. Now, now he braved the elements. That's so right. you got to give right. Paul that's some. Why he's, that's why he's the best. Zach, who is your player of the game? I went with Kevin Strong. Um, Kevin Strong is one of those players that you don't realize how much you miss him until he's not there. And against Los Angeles Rams, he was not on the field. He was inactive with a knee injury. And then he comes back in this one, was limited all throughout the week in practice. And to put up the five tackles, the three solo ones, and the big-time stuff on fourth and one at the one-yard line, him and Jesse Lucchetta coming in together and bringing him down. That ultimately led to the 99-yard drive. For Kevin Strong to come in there and be that big body, number 92 stepped in there, and he made an impact. Yeah, that, that was probably my favorite play of the game, honestly. I mean, that was just, that was just awesome. Um, I'm going with a guy we talked about a little bit already. It is Trey McBride, and for many of the reasons we spoke about, just the, the physical matchup that he brings, and as Zach talked about, uh, safeties, linebackers, hard to cover a guy like Trey McBride. And so, um, yeah, but on that third, on that 99-yard drive, again, you didn't need a lot here in this game. The defense played pretty well. You did need that 99-yard drive, though, and there are his numbers on for the game, eight for 89, but that drive, 17-yard completion, 12 yards, 15 yards, and then the five-yard touchdown which he had to basically score twice. 
um, which showed, again, the resolve by Kyler to go to him and, and Trey to make that happen. But I just love um, – you know, the fact that he's embracing this role now to be the guy. And, again, a game like this where offense was at a premium, he stepped up big, Danny, and I, I hope that he'll continue to do that for the rest of this season and years to come. McBride joins Jackie Smith and Doug Marsh as the only tight ends in franchise history to surpass 600 receiving yards in a season. Very impressive nice. the way he has stepped up. It's a good this list year. to be a part of. Yes. I went with running back James Conner, my King James. <laughs> I'm sorry, LeBron. I, like I did give him a nice little crown. A spectacular homecoming for Conner. He had a slow start in the game, wasn't able to really get downhill very easily. I liked the way the Cardinals stuck with the run. They stuck with Connor in the game, and he was able to turn out 105 rushing yards on those 25 carries. A great individual performance, a great team win, really embodies the mindset of this team, the fight that they want to have moving forward. It's the type of storybook endings that, that you love to see. And for James Conner to put on the show this type of way, to see a lot of familiar faces in, to start off the game where he was not getting a lot of different touches, and then when he was, they were not really translating towards a lot of different yards. And I'm going to give you know Darren Urban some heat because he did tweet out earlier when the game was going on saying that this is going to be one of those games where you kind of you're not sure if Conner's numbers are going to really be up there. And then he tweeted afterwards saying. I lied. So I'll give you, you know, Darren, you got your love right back from me. But and for, for this one to see James Conner put on this type of performance in his hometown, in his home city, is, is incredible. Yeah, 25 for 105, averaging 4.2. So, again, he continues to average around four yards a carry. Uh, that's not always easy to do in this league, and it was higher than that at, you know, earlier in the season, even before the injury. Honorary mention for kicker Matt Prater, who tied his own franchise record seven field goals of 50-plus yards. He had a 51-yarder in Sunday's win over the Steelers. That is four straight games with a 50-plus yard attempt by Prater. He's made seven of nine. Talk about trusting your kickers act. Yeah, no big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's, I mean, it's, it's just scratch that. It's an incredibly big deal to have that sort of piece back there, that sort of leg where you know that you don't have to go super far down the field to just get into field goal range. You know you have some some length with, with Matt Prater out there. And I think special teams as a whole, mixing with Blake Gilligan, who right now is on pace to be the franchise leader and mm -hmm. punts yards per average, um, the special teams unit led by Jeff Rogers has been killing it. Let's go back to the third quarter for the turning point in Sunday's game. It's still a one-score game. Zach, what happened that secured the win for the Cardinals? See, it's funny. My dad went to Pitt, and he always told me about the rivalry between, uh, between Pitt and West Virginia. And to see the West Virginia kid, the Mountaineer, in Dante Stills to be in Pittsburgh and to recover a fumble that Mitch Trubisky um, bobbled the snap and Dante Stills was able to recover the fumble, which ultimately led to one of James Conner's touchdowns. To see it happen in Pittsburgh, and I know, Danny, you spoke with him on sideline exchange, and it's the game that was closest to home for him, so for him to go out there. And that's when you start to feel like, okay, if the Cardinals are able to put up points, then this could, the game starts to separate a mm -hmm. little bit. And the game started to separate a little bit when it went from 10-3 to then 17-3. Another example of complimentary football. Let's pull the whiteboards back out for Songbirds. So we don't talk about each other's songs. No. We try and I'm to curious actually hide to see, them, right? so. I'm curious to see if anybody else chose the same song as me because <laughs> in my mind, there's really only one oh, right yeah. answer. I'm... 
Now that concerns me. I know. I definitely don't have that, I guess, because this is a little, I feel like this is a little random, but it's just, it's supposed to be how we feel, right? It like, is. Jody. so what's your random song? All right, so this is, uh, I went with Survivor with Eye of the Tiger. I don't know why. I just was hearing the beat in my head, just listening to that, just, just as this team went into Pittsburgh, stole the win. What are the words? I wrote, Just a man and his will to survive the thrill of the fight, you know, all these things that come to mind in this kind of a battle, you know, scrappy, gritty win in the rain with the delays. And I, I just, and I love the song, Eye of the Tiger. It's, you know, I know it's, and it's like, it's a Philly, Rocky reference, not Pittsburgh, but it's still Pennsylvania. It's all in the Keystone okay? State. Is that okay? Uh, I'll we'll allow it. Do you guys allow that one? I'll it's a great it. song, right? I, As I, the Pennsylvania kid, I'll give, like the, I'll, give the, I'll give the seal of approval for <laughs> okay, that good. one. So I decided to, last week, Danny, you know, went with an L.A. team, and I was questioning why I did not do the same exact thing. So I went right <laughs> back to my roots. I went right down to the Keystone State with PA. I went work hard, play hard by Wiz Khalifa. reason why I did that is because Jonathan Gannon said when they got on the plane, through all the preparation that they spent throughout the week, when they got on the plane, Jonathan Gannon knew that this was going to be the result. You work hard, you play hard, and you win, and you come away with the win, and you come away with the big one against a playoff contender. So to work hard, play hard, and honestly celebrate pretty hard going into the bye week is like definitely it. huge. I cannot believe y'all did not join me in choosing Renegade by the Sticks. <laughs> Hello Renegade. in Pittsburgh. Okay. That's so uncalled That's for. A good Fourth one. quarter. Pittsburgh always plays that song when they need a crucial defensive stop. The fans are waving the terrible towels, even through the press box, which mutes a lot of the sound. You can hear them singing along to the song, and it really is a cool atmosphere, especially since the Cardinals don't get to play at Acrisure Stadium yeah. really ever. Mm -hmm. I went with that song just as a little extra push uh, about this win. It's a good one. A little good extra one. sting for the yeah, rubbing, rubbing saw in the wound type the of thing. The first win there since 1969. Yeah, and, before the NFL I know merger. They don't. That's crazy. Yep. I know they don't play that. I know it's only been a handful of times they've played there, but it was, very cool. Yeah, 1985. So were they all still there time, or were yeah. they? That's the other cool thing. There, 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 the was, fans there was a good too. amount of fans, which was still impressive <laughs> yeah. to stay through two delays. The Cardinals responded well to Renegade with that clutch Greg mm -hmm. Dorch catch to convert on a third down. Post game, head coach Jonathan Gannon said with this bye week, he wanted his players and coaches to reset and relax. I'm going to take a page out of Gannon's book, and I'm going to say the same to you. I want you to reset and relax. So I'm going to give you each the Monday off next week, mostly because right. the Cardinals don't have a game for us to talk about on Morning Scramble. Nonetheless, we're going to take a week off. You're welcome. Thank so. you. Yeah. It's all deserve the buy, right? I, I had mean, no idea this was going to happen. <laughs> you had no idea? Did you think we were just going to come in and pick songs? Yeah, I just get yeah, right, them? just songbirds about the season. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back after the 49ers game. We hope you Cardinals fans enjoy your bye week. As always, news and coverage about the team on azcardinals.com as well as our social channels. For Jody Jackson and Zach Gershman, I'm Danny Sprag. Thanks so much for joining us here on Morning Scramble. We'll catch you all next time after that 49ers game in two weeks.